Hello. Hi, everybody. It's Sasha and Tasha, your two favorite angry black girls. And we are back with a special edition episode to talk about Black Panther. Yes. Because we know that we haven't been around for a little bit. But life does come at you fast. Life comes at you real fast. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't deal after the election. I had a really hard time coming to terms with the fact that you know, we have everybody else in America. It's true. It's true. (laughs) But I just like, I was like, I can't talk about politics. I stopped watching the news. Oh, wow. You really, I did. I cut everything off. And so, you know, I've been getting hit up a lot on the podcast page with people like, when are you guys coming back with new episodes? And I just want to let all you guys know that we are preparing some great episodes for you in the future. But one of the things that we just had to talk about today, today, special episode is Black Panther. Yes. Oh, let me just say, this is going to be a spoiler episode. So if you haven't seen it, which I am totally judging you by this point of your life, you're going to know all about the movie here. Yeah. So stick around. Angry Black Girls will be back in a second. Yay. Can I give air hugs to everyone listening? Air hug. You get a hug. You get a hug. You get a hug. Everyone gets a hug. saw Black Panther before I did. I saw it twice. You've seen it twice already. I'm in here. Oh man. I am ready. I feel like such a horrible black person. Like I, yeah. I know. I know everybody's <laughs> like, I've seen it three times. I've seen it four times already. And but I'm you like, did pre-order it on iTunes already. So if, you, if you have iTunes, it is available for pre-order. I suggest you go do it. I suggest so. Because if I could pre-order it multiple times, I would have done it. Yeah. But can we just talk about how amazing this film is just for the fact that it centers blackness in a way that is not stereotypical. So many different kinds of blackness, strong black women, strong black men, strong black culture. Like nobody was a criminal except for the white folks. That's true. The colonizers. (laughs) You know, I mean, I, I it was just everything about the movie was amazing. So one of the things that was interesting for me was because I was traveling when it came out. Yeah, so sure. I didn't mm-hmm. get a chance to see it, but I was talking to people who had seen it. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh my God, it's so good. And normally when I hear hype like that, you get nervous, movie, right? Yeah, You're because like, I'm oh, like, I'm going to hate it. Yeah. I'm going to be the only human that hates it. Exactly. Yeah. I went in and I tried to have no expectations. You couldn't in this. But I just, every single scene was so amazing from the writing and to visually, the acting. Oh my yeah. gosh. That what the, the waterfall, Oh, the, the battle, warrior falls. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Where they had all the battles. It was beautiful. Like it was just beautiful. And the thing I loved about it, I went to an all black theater to see it. You know, mm-hmm. I went to the Crenshaw Ray and, um, nobody was talking nobody was laughing at any of the african dance like it was like an embrace of culture like it was celebrated and it was like oh yes it was hype we wanted to go out african dance ourselves so i loved it yeah one of the things that i thought was just so i did not go see it in an all-black theater i went no i'm joking (laughs) i went and saw it at the vista which is like a single screen theater 
most of the audience was not people of color. It was a lot of like... That's interesting. Yeah, it was a lot of white people. There were a couple like older black people in there that mm-hmm. every single time one of the characters dropped some truth, there was this one lady that was like, yes, yes. I'm like, you know what? I want to be her friend. Yes. <laughs> I just want to be her. But one of the things that I just, I found so amazing is I never realized how many times I watch black cinema with this sense of dread because a lot of the stories that are told are like slavery or civil rights mm-hmm. or there's some sort of struggle that's happening where you're watching people that look like you be victims of oppression or yes. disenfranchisement and so it's it's hard to just like watch that and not feel some type of way well, or, of course or, or take that on take on like that psychological trauma that you're seeing. I'm a big believer that what you see and what's going on around you they merge into one so if you are constantly seeing black people oppressed and then you go out to your community and black people are actually oppressed your psyche is just fucked because it's like you don't escape the oppression at all. It's that thing of you can't be what you can't see. Right. Sort of mentality. And, you know, a lot of the images that we see on television and films, the depictions of black people, especially the the depictions of African culture. Yes. Are not positive. Yes. And, And the mainstream media in that vein, especially. And so watching a film like Black Panther, where it centers blackness, it centers African culture. Yeah. It centers the diaspora in a way that is just... I, I was watching it and I didn't have any dread. Like I was just no. entertained. I felt light. Like even though they were dealing with some really heavy topics, like the divide between Africans and African-Americans and colonization, it was done in a way that was just very um, intelligent and, and... But it was done in a way for you. We were the right, audience. Right, And it, that's why it was very comfortable to watch. Right. And it, I, yeah, it wasn't sugarcoated for anyone else. It no, was like... It was very unapologetically yeah. black. I really enjoyed that fight sequence where yes. she has the wig on when they walk out yeah. of the car and she's so uncomfortable and she's yeah. like, I just want to take this off, you know? Yeah. And I love the fact that during the fight scene, she pulls it off and throws it at someone and uses it as a weapon. Yeah. And I don't know the intentionality of this, but I believe that there are so many other things in the movie that were very specific and intentional choices that I imagine that that was also a choice yeah. as well. And it's such a good reflection of her character because if you think about the depiction so many times of of black women, Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things that is always, you know, lopped in with the way that we talk about ourselves is how we talk about our hair. Girl. And to see her like take ownership over this weave and use it as a weapon. Yeah. Because it doesn't define her. Like that was, that was phenomenal to me. Yes. I I want to break it down in, in so many different ways. And it's hard because there's so many things to talk about with the movie. Like it so let's on, talk about them. It touched on so many things. Before we talk about the movie, I want to bring up a point because this, it, will, it plays into the movie about how we disagree with each other mm-hmm. as black people. I'm scrolling on Facebook through one of my scroll sessions and I see a comment that says, y'all need to wake up. And it was by a black person. Y'all need to wake up. Um, they are disrespecting us by this Black Panther movie. If you think about it, every other hero has man, and they're like equating oh, I us saw to this. animals. I saw this. And I was so upset because not only is that not the place for this, it's not the time for that kind of divisiveness, false, false hope, hopefulness. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, the thing is with people like that, 
those are the people that will never be satisfied regardless of what sort of depictions of blackness we see. They will always find flaws yeah, and in it. it really made me mad. I honestly feel like whether you like the fact that it was all black or not, whether you like the messages, it was a good movie. Yeah. You could take all of that out and be blind to all of that and still just enjoy the movie. Yeah, right? It was, it was good, great storytelling. Yeah. You had a phenomenal villain, Eric Killmonger. Who wasn't a villain. And then you had a phenomenal protagonist in in T'Challa and one of the things that I really loved about it is the way that they took this idea of black masculinity and spun it on its head because that's something that I feel like a lot of times in black culture you know we see a lot of men that are raised to be disengaged from their feelings. T'Challa is not this sort of alpha male running around with a lot of bravado that we have come to expect from you know movies of this type from depictions of African men and black men in cinema but he was a more thoughtful leader more reserved leader his his strength was not rooted in these sort of false depictions of what a man should be. It was rooted in his culture and his heritage yeah. and in his emotion and trying to figure out like, where should I go? Because, you know, most of his arc from the very beginning is him trying to figure out what kind of king he's going to be. Right. And also just looking at how he can take on the problems of the world and the problems of his people. Because as a king, it is his responsibility Mm -hmm. to look out for his kingdom, for his people, for the people of Wakanda to protect their resources, you know, and him at the end, listening to all of these different perspectives and realizing like, no, I have to meet this on my own terms because this hiding from the world isn't right. Exposing ourselves fully isn't right. And so we need to be thoughtful about how we do this. And I love the speech that he gives at the end when he's at the United Nations and he's talking about, you know, we can't build barriers. We have to build bridges. We have to protect each other like we are all one tribe. If you look at the last two Marvel movies, Thor Ragnarok had this very big subtext of immigration. Yeah. You know, Asgard is a people. It's not a place. Leaving your home and and becoming immigrants. And just even like the literal use of immigrant song by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Like is the primary track throughout the movie. You know, so there are these very strong undercurrents of immigration, of how do we deal with a world that is changing? What is our responsibility to each other? Yeah. And to ourselves and in Black Panther and also in Thor Ragnarok, right? You go through these bloody times Mm -hmm. to create times of peace. Mm Mm-hmm. And so in times of peace, people often omit the bloodshed, the violence that it took to get there. But if you have to embrace both of them, you have to, right? Because if not, your demons always come to light. Like the same message in Black Panther. In Black Panther, exactly. Because his father says, T'Chaka says when T'Challa meets him in the spirit realm, this is the truth I I chose chose to omit. omit. Yes, and then T'Challa says, well, I can't go with you because I have to take care. He's a monster of our own design. Yeah, and even if you don't, my mom used to always say omission is a lie because just because you don't say it right, doesn't mean it didn't happen and doesn't mean that it doesn't bear consequences. Exactly. And, you know, one of the things that I think was so powerful was the fact that T'Challa respected Killmonger enough yeah. to let him die on his own terms. It's about making making a choice to protect each other, you know? And and I think that was so powerful between T'Challa and Killmonger's characters yes. because 
even though they were fighting, even though they fundamentally disagreed about the path forward, yeah, there was still a level of respect. And that is something that, you know, you saw all throughout the, the movie, movie. Yeah, is did. that even though the characters disagreed with the choices that they may have made, mm-hmm. they respected the individual choice. Like that scene between um, Denai Guerrero's character and Lapita's character, mm-hmm. where she's like, I'm not a spy and I can't just you know, turn this off and, and pretend to be someone else. Mm-hmm. And Lapita's like, I understand. And she goes and does what she needs to do. Mm-hmm. And it's not this sort of you're wrong yeah. for doing this. It's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. And now I still got to go do what I need to do to take yeah. care of what needs to be taken care of. Because it's not, it's not like this mutually exclusive relationship. Yes. It takes all parts. It like takes when you a look, village. It takes a tribe. When you look at the civil rights movement, right? Yes. You had like Martin Luther King. The face. The face. And he understood that this is what I need to do. This is who I need to be to this movement. But he also had the fucking Deacons for Defense and Justice. He had the SNCC. He had SNCC. And everybody played a role. And everybody understood the role that they played in that movement. Because it it takes a holistic, like literally a 360 approach to make shit happen. Yes. And he understood that. Yeah. it It was a story about unity and division. When we talk about politics right now Mm -hmm. the lack of diplomacy of respect Mm -hmm. all of that is gone now yeah and it's it's so hard because when i worked in politics i could sit down with someone who had an opposing viewpoint and have a conversation with them from a place of dignity and respect that That is those days are like you talk about omission i don't even remember the last time the rights and the lefts because that makes no sense to me by the way but they they even sat down and was like can we agree that people, people, people are people and people are hurt. Yeah. People are suffering. Can we agree that this is more important than political agenda? So can we talk about the part that will define the way that we'll be talking to a lot of people from now on? Yes. And that is Mbaka. Yes. And the barks. Um, I will bark if you comment on anything I say. That's not your place. You don't, you weren't there when they were catching us from running away from slavery you weren't there when the cops were cops during the day and then putting sheets over their head at night you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. you weren't there when the law said we couldn't be somewhere if you are not black you do not have a place to speak in that realm and i felt like that was a wonderful display of mind your fucking business yes you don't know this struggle so it's not for you to comment what was so interesting about the way that martin freeman's character came into wakanda and started looking around is that he was approaching it like trying to understand the universe by looking at the sky through a straw Mm -hmm. right like it's he had such a limited worldview and so much of white people's interaction Mm -hmm. with people of color especially with black people is from this lens of like trying to be reductive and put yeah. them in a box that says that boils them down to their very base stereotypical personality. Yeah. Why not just expect that people are capable of containing multitudes?
I mean, all around, Black Panther was just, it was fucking phenomenal. And one of the things that I also want to talk about, because we've talked about a lot, but we haven't actually talked about one of the characters that just stole so many scenes was Shuri. Oh. T'Challa's younger sister. I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil but she, she'll be in the she, Marvel Universe She a was a delight. One of the things that was so awesome to me about her character is that a lot of times when you see, there's, when you see Black people in positions like hers, mm-hmm. right, there's this over-explanation that happens. Well, she's a child prodigy because X, Y, and Z happened and this is how it played out and blah, 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 blah. It was like, no, mm-hmm. this is who she is. We're just going to keep showing you that she is a smart, capable woman. Of course. And this is how she reacts to the world. And I love that about all of the all of the characters, really, especially the women, is that there was no origin story. There was no exposition scene Mm-mm. that explained why they were the way that they were. It was just like, this is who they are. Take them at face value. Yeah. And I think so many times, especially with non-filmmakers of color, they feel the need to over-explain because they don't feel like Black people are capable of being incredibly smart. And Shuri's mm-hmm. character is the smartest character in the Marvel universe, and, right? Um, she even had a, she said herself that she hopes that her character, Princess Shuri, not only black girls, but encourages all young girls to look into STEM. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's just like, as a black woman in the tech field, mm-hmm. myself, right? Even working at the company that I work for, they're are none of me. Like there's me. Mm-hmm. And when I go You are to, you and that's it. And that's it. Yeah. I've been in my field for almost 10 years. And I and I say this and I make a point to say this when I'm in meetings with my boss or with other people. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've not been in my field for a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. I've been here for a significant amount of time. Mm-hmm. I've never met another black woman with my title. Mm. I've only ever met two other black people with my title and they were both men. And that says something mm-hmm. because you you can't be what you can't see. Yeah. Right? Like, and so if we never see images of ourselves as these sorts of people, mm-hmm. we can't aspire to that. Yeah. I got into my field, quite frankly, by accident. I mean, I enjoy it and it's great, but I just appreciated the fact that you have this woman, this this young, I mean, she's 16 in the movie, so mm-hmm. but you have this character who is smart. She's a genius. Mm-hmm. No one questions her. It just is what it is. And she's also strong. Like when she got out there and started fighting yeah. Killmonger, when she put on her little like uh, vibranium blaster gloves, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck yeah. You go out there and you live your life and yeah. you do it because that is what young women of color need to see. We need to see yeah. those sort of role models. The introduction of social media made the children grow up faster than we would like them right, to. Right, because they're more exposed. So there's no more staying in a child's place. When you give your child a phone at seven and they have access to look at anything they want to, they are no longer in a child's place. Right. They're on the world's wide web and they can look and gather information from everywhere. You no longer control. And make their own decisions, come to their own conclusions about and things. And that was respected with her age, being young, being princess. Because in any movement the women's movement, civil rights movement, the movement that we have going on right now with gun control right. is being led by the children, by the children who are not set in their ways, who do not, you know, crumble to this idea of tradition, but who are saying, 
um, some shit needs to change. Or and, like, this doesn't make sense to me. Why? And she was saying that throughout the whole movie. Yeah, your suit is better, but I made some upgrades. Yes, that way is cool, but we can updo this. I love that. Just because something is out there doesn't mean that it can't be improved. Yes, and and the kids are doing that. And the kids are always going to do it because we're not, even, even me, I'm 29, I'm about to be 30. There are some things that I honestly don't want to change. I'm not trying to do it. But the young generation will prove that. Yeah. And they will push it. And change will always come with the younger generation. And Princess Shuri definitely embodies that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that if anyone has read any of the think pieces or whatever about her character and her role in the Marvel Universe, you know, they're they're setting her up to be to become Ironheart after the second. I didn't Avengers want you to War. say that part. That's why I said I'm going to keep it secret. But I mean, like, but there's some people who literally rely on the Marvel movies to tell them. That's true. I mean, but still, the comic books are ahead because I believe currently, right now, Iron Iron Man, quote unquote, y'all can't see the air quotes, but the air quotes, Iron Man is a woman, and so just ignore this part. This is the part, if you're not a big Marvel person, Listen. say, okay, it was good. <laughs> and, you know, Y'all gonna get my theories <laughs> about the Marvel Cinematic No, universe. I mean, well, yeah, this, that, that part is true. But I didn't want to spoil that. No, I, because it's like, these are, because this is a huge fucking thing, I right? I know, and I want to fight the people who are going to fight it on us. I don't care, okay? <laughs> like, CNN Money said that Black Panther has roared past $700 million worldwide. Why? Yeah. Okay. Well done. So the things that I'm about to say are inconsequential because after the second Infinity War movie, my prediction is that Iron Man is going to be a black woman. Captain America is going to be a black man because I believe that they are setting up Falcon to mm -hmm. take over Cap's mantle. Mm -hmm. They are setting up Shuri to take over Iron Man's mantle. Mm -hmm. So I feel like... In a world where mm -hmm. this movie did $700 million worldwide in, mm -hmm. a, in two weekends, which is like unheard of mm -hmm. right now, that shit becomes in inconsequential. If you are a person who is like, I don't want my superheroes to be black. Fuck you, man. Yeah, like, there's, yeah. They're about to be black. They're about to be brown. Yep. They're about to be wearing hijabs. Like, who gives a shit? People of color want to see themselves reflected yes. in culture. Yes, that is our take on Black Panther. It was My a lot. God. So I hope you were in traffic. I hope you got to hear the whole thing. And I hope that you know the movie now because yeah. I mean, as we said, this is there are a lot of spoilers, but there's so much greatness in yeah. this film. And just like shout out to Ryan Coogler because this is one of the things I don't think is talked about a lot. So like Ryan Coogler is not on social media that I've been able to find. But Watching interviews with him is one of my favorite things mm -hmm. because he is a man who just does not put on airs. Like he is who he is. Yeah. He speaks the way that he speaks and he makes phenomenal movies. Like he has not made a flop. Nope. Fruitvale Station. Amazing. Creed. Amazing. Yeah. Black Panther. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Like give this man leeway to do whatever the fuck he Maybe wants. Maybe he can be president. Ryan Coogler for president. Put it out there in the universe. Hashtag. Man. So I hope... If you have not seen Black Panther, you will go see it multiple times. Get a movie pass. Like go I see said, that shit every day. If you haven't seen it now, I'm judging you from behind the microphone. Judgy eyes. For real. She's throwing hella shade. Hella shade in the stew. Is that's, that is that your shade noise? That's that's the wind of the shade. 
But we hope you guys enjoyed our take, our thoughts on Black Panther. Uh, we will be back soon with very, new episodes. Um, in the meantime, in between time, you can catch what we're doing on social media. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, make sure to check us out on iTunes. Yes, yes. And please leave us some reviews. I know it's been a minute, but if you love us, which, you know, like we hope you do, or even if you hate us, leave us some good messages. Yeah. I'm down to engage with some trolls. Yeah. I'm down. I, yeah, I don't mind a good trollage. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm ready. I got some comebacks in the arsenal loaded. Just yeah, <laughs> and I have wine, so I stay ready. Stay ready. Stay ready. You ain't got to get ready. Ugh, I love it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. for this i am drinking wine while sasha's being responsible and drinking water i also have wine but you gotta you know like my grandma always told me because she drinks bush beer all the time yeah you got to and she said the trick is you have to balance out the amount of alcohol you consume with water and then one solid day of water and cranberry juice oh your grandmother was wise my grandma millie millie is wise she's a wise lady i haven't balanced anything i trust her (laughs) 